breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio. Aaron on vacation, by the way. Uh Mike and Mark Mangum, twin blends. It, I've got to get the name right again. Northwest Louisiana history hunters. You did it. That's right. Yep. Ah, look at because I because I read your hat. Oh, oh. <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you use any advantage you can you can get. Um You guys already made my weekend. You brought in a program from a show I did at, at SLT 20-something years ago. Mm-hmm. How do you guys come up with this stuff? Well, we found that in the Thermos C. Smith collection that we were going that we were going through. <laughs> uh, it, it's a fascinating collection. When we come across that and we saw your name, we're like, uh, we got to show this to Mike. This can't be Mike, though. It doesn't look like Mike. He doesn't have a beard. <laughs> yeah. I had a little bit yeah. of a goatee. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But that was, uh, I think, 2001. God, that's crazy. Now, all these collections that you guys, uh, the, the, you just mentioned Thurman, mm-hmm. um, and, and, uh, the one that you're working on now. Yeah, that's Thurman. It's still Thurman. And then we have also a, a Lost Graybill collection. The Graybill. Yeah, that's yeah, what we, I was It was thinking. a box of negatives given to us. And, uh, the, the guy called us. What I, I, you know, I'm blanking out on his name right now, but he called us and, uh, wanted us to, said he had something for us and we got over there and it was a big box full of negatives he didn't know whose they were he just said that i know they got some pretty cool old shreveport here and i looked and it took me a while but i saw an envelope that had gray bill on it and i'm like oh my gosh I, these are gray bill negatives that have been just lost well we um i had liz liz was in here yesterday uh-huh. and we were talking and i said the first time i met you guys was during art walk Mm-hmm. Um, uh huh. A few years ago, I think it was only one of you that was it, there. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. And, uh, okay, it yeah. was you. Yeah. And uh, you guys had some stuff, and I just loved. You know, I loved your work, and and then started following you on on Facebook, yeah. and have just been a huge fan now for for a few well, years. We appreciate it. Well, like yeah, I say, thanks. we thank you for asking us on. We really appreciate yeah. you having yeah. us back on. Uh-huh. So, it, absolutely, my pleasure. Yeah. So, uh, well, tell us what's been going on. You, you guys, uh, I saw you downtown one uh, just a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I think my wife and I were on the bike. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a Saturday morning? Mm-hmm. Saturday morning. That's usually when we're downtown. We'll yeah. go to Drip Donuts and hang out there because we just love the history of the building. Uh, Used to be Western Auto and D's Photo and stuff like that. So we just hang out and yes, drink now, I coffee. I remember D's Photo. Yeah. I don't remember the Western Auto. Yeah, that was before your time, before all of our time yeah. in the 50s. Okay. So, yeah. But we like to do that, hang out downtown and just enjoy the day, you know, like the mornings anyway down there. So, yeah. Yep. Just well, uh, you, uh, again, you, you just do fantastic work. Um, are, are you working on anything that's coming up? What are you, uh, just going through the negatives? Yeah, we're still going through Thermos collection. It's such a vast collection that we're going through that documenting, uh, and digitizing it, digitizing the pictures and, uh, that way they can, we can get them back to him and he can donate them to the LSUS archive. So, uh, but yeah, he, it's been great because Scott, you know, Scott got into, and the last time we were here, actually, we were talking about a collection that we couldn't say, you know, where it was coming from, but we were going through right. it. Right. 
and then uh, but that was Thermos Collection, and we've been going through it that long because it's such such a vast That's collection a of negatives, thousands and of negatives, just and thousands. Uh, yeah, and so it's just fascinating. It's snapshots in time, and it, we, we, you know, we'll call each other day and we'll say, "Man, you, you got to see this picture that I come across." And it's just mm-hmm. you zoom in, you just see so much. It's just like what we that we just been doing the riverfront, the mm-hmm. Shreveport Bozier Riverfront, and uh, with a focus on the Bozier Riverfront, some clear where the boardwalk clear, is now. Aerials. Yeah, we've from, always wanted to find some clear aerials of that area. Yeah, yeah. And we haven't found that many, but with his collection, we found from 1960, 1960, 1961, and nineteen eighty five. Yeah, nineteen eighty five. And yeah. uh, just clear of with the buildings and the houses that used to be there, and the church used to be there. Just it's amazing. You can see all the way to Maggio's Grocery back in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just. I I had, I had a friend of mine told me a story kind of about that area. Um, and I, I don't know if I told y'all, but the, before Margaritaville was built and before that area was developed, there was housing all yeah. through there. Yeah. You know, I don't know how far down toward the river it came, but there was Pretty housing close, in that yeah. subdivision yeah. Um, in, in that area. And uh, a guy was that I knew, excuse me, <clears throat> and was renting a house in that in that area. You know, kind of at the foot of the bridge mm-hmm. in that on the Bozier side, and and he uh, he was out mowing his yard one day, and he said a car pulled up out in front of his house. And it was an old man, and probably that he was sixty. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was, he's already. He says it was an it was an old man got out, and he says his wife was still sitting in the car, and he said he walked up and goes, "Do you know what this house? Do you know? Do you own this house?" The guy goes, "No, I ju- I'm just renting." You know. He says, the old man goes, do you know what this house is? He says, I have no idea. He goes, I used to play in the Louisiana Hayride House Band. And the Hayride owned this house. And whenever stars came in town, because it was just over the bridge, Mm -hmm. everybody would stay at this house. Wow. So there's no telling who all yeah. you know wouldn't it have been something if they could have been able to save that and, yeah. and save and, that and building? people had no idea yep. people had no yeah. idea the guy that lived there had yeah, no wow. idea what that house was yeah. yeah well you know that's a lot of our history we feel like has been neglected yeah. because it hadn't been on the forefront of our leaders and stuff yeah. but like we were uh doing a presentation at the uh, petroleum club a couple of weeks ago and i asked them i said do y'all know what used to sit here but a long time ago and they didn't know and i told them it was the sb hicks mansion it was an old antebellum home that yeah. right pictures, there by the building you know? of it in the back of the day downtown right? to yeah. think there were huge houses, huge houses. Yeah. like where the holiday inn is yeah. downtown there yeah. was a huge battle house that yes. was the battle house yeah, yeah. That was a, yeah. uh, and like I say, well, that's what we say. We say, you know, we feel like that there's so much rich history, and we found out this stuff through pictures. We didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. We never heard about it. And then we found these pictures, and we do research, and we're like, man, people don't know about this. And like we always said, you know, we every time we drive by stands where Stan's record shop, oh be, yes, we say there should be a statue of Stan Lewis here in front. <laughs> like of Like Cody there should be a statue of Stan. As much as he did for this city, as far as mm-hmm. music and everything else, how's there not something commemorating? Paula Records, yeah, Paula Records, yeah. yeah. But but the the old man told uh, told my friend. He said, yeah. At at the end of the show, when the show was over, he said a lot of the artists would go to back to that house and play until daylight. Wow, just wow. jam in the living room. Wow, you know that's Hank just, Williams. Man, and, and we probably got that in an aerial, but maybe that house in the, one of the areas. I wouldn't we know made, which one it was. We made a post know? yesterday, and it was where the boardwalk was. It, it, it was from 1950s. When was it? It was the 50s. 
and uh, 52 and it's like shacks and they had like a pig you have pigs yeah. in mud and stuff like yeah. that and it's like and old we colorized track. it and when you colorized it it just made it come to life it's like brand new pictures they're like yeah. i don't remember seeing this like yeah you did it was black and white but now it's color yeah and it like it old makes shacks it real. and stuff that was right there where the boardwalk was right yeah. on the river right and i was i was going to ask about that when you when y'all colorize say an old uh, uh, photograph I, I i'm thinking like um the old um the mansion right across from Austin on Austin Place, right across from the Logan Mansion. Uh, uh-huh. The, the uh, used the to be Florentine the Florentine Club years yeah. ago, mm-hmm. but but mm-hmm. before that, it was the Wiener. Uh, it was the Wiener. Ogilvy Wiener. Uh, I, I, people get mad when yeah. I pronounce that, but it, Ogilvy. Ogilvy <laughs> right. Ogilvy, yeah. Anyway, I'm but when you but the, you know that was a a fancy dinner club. It was. And was. and in the what forties and fifties, the Big time. was the dining room. It yeah, was yeah. still a house, but yeah, it was yeah. a dining room. It was so interesting. Yeah, we found pictures of that. Yeah, there. yeah I remember. Yeah. I, I've seen those yeah. pictures. And yeah. when you so when you colorize something like that, and and the ladies in their dresses mm-hmm. and the men in their suit, how do you know what color the dresses well, are? Well, I use Microsoft uh, Photoshop, and Photoshop a lot of times. Well, sometimes we'll hit it correctly, and they'll. You're like, yeah, that looks about right, so I'll tweak it a little bit. But sometimes it, it'll show a color, and you're like, mm, that just don't look good. It, it, you can tell it's not it, so I'll select a blue. Usually blue works with anything, you know. Yeah. But and when it's a car, you know, we do a little research. Did it, was this available, cause, you know, back in the day? You know, Because I know one time, I think, when we first started, we colored a car in a certain color. And this, somebody said, well, that's not right. They didn't offer that car in that <laughs> color. And you're like, okay, oh, you're missing we get the people whole oh, oh, yeah, Tell them, tell them about we get people that will make a post that rabbit hole on the oh. most minute thing and we're like that's right. all you got out of this picture yeah. just, they got that wrong that little detail wrong yeah. you know? I, I remember a broadcaster told a story years ago about they were broadcast like ABC was broadcasting a golf tournament say it was in Miami or whatever and somebody was watching the golf tournament in Minnesota or something and was and goes wait a minute the bird he was hearing because that bird doesn't go to Miami at that time of year. Wow. That's that's about what we put. And, and we he know. ended up calling ABC and goes, what are y'all doing? Because that bird's not in Miami. And he goes, no, you're right. We add sound effects. Oh that's wow! Crazy. They people, add, you know, yeah. sound effects but to people, golf tournaments. Yeah. There will be like and somebody caught it. That's, oh, that's, right. that's OCD right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but there could be somebody say, "Well, they didn't offer that car in that year." And like, well, the envelope says this year yeah. that you know that's what it says, and that you know we'll do research, and sure enough, it's right. Mike and Mark Mangum, Twin Blends, uh, Northwest Louisiana History Hunters in Studio, one hundred one seven FM. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. In studio with Mike and Mark Mangum, Twin Blends, Northwest Louisiana History Hunters. I've got it now. Didn't even have to read your hat that time. <laughs> Good job. Uh, tell me about you guys. It, it, the videos that you do, mm-hmm. uh, y'all have a, you've got a drone, still have the drone? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, we hadn't done the drone in a while, though. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, I haven't mm-hmm. seen really, yeah. uh, I remember like one of my favorites, well, my, I think my favorite was the Crystal Lake. Yeah. yeah. Because I remember going there as a kid. Yeah, yeah. I still, yeah. And then Veterans Park. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and seeing, and, and the footage that you came up with from the old, I think 1976 yeah. or something. Yeah. One of the, 
Yeah, somebody, yeah. Well, I saw it on YouTube, and I contacted the guy, and he said, yeah, you can go knock yourself out. Go ahead and use it. So we used that video. Of course, video. we gave him credit for it. Yeah. yeah. So that sure. Was, that was great. Yeah. Sure. So. Yeah, but, so. but Veterans Park was in it. It was an incredible venue yeah. in its day. See, I we never went. We never yeah. went. I can't well, we believe that. Know about it. We love rock and roll and stuff like that back in the day, but I, we just never went. I, I think worked. it was a little bit before our time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. We were so for a fact. We were no, I worked for uh, KMBQ mm-hmm. back in those mm-hmm. days, which was Album Rock when it mm-hmm. first came mm-hmm. on the air. Well, actually, not when it when it first came on the air. It was just it was the Keel. I think it was it's um, it, ninety three. So it's Kiss Country now. Okay, okay. Uh, but 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 when it first FM first started coming back in, you know, it was like beautiful music just yeah. to take. The I remember that. Yeah. Um, but then they turned it into album rock. Mm-hmm. But we, uh, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, that's what they said. He played there, at Veterans yep. Park. Yep. And I was, at, I, w- I got, I got to oh, be really? there for that and, wow. and just, of course, just meet him. Not, but, you know, he do not know who I am. You know, he wouldn't know. He, yeah. Remember me after that. But, yeah. but anyway, it was, it was pretty cool. And it was some really big events there. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It looked like everybody was having fun whenever yeah. they were, you know, showing the pictures and stuff. So yeah, that would have been something to be able to go to, you know, we don't have anything like that now. And it may be one of those things where you look back and go, when, if you go back now and go, it's so much smaller than I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when it's we so went out there, was, than the yeah. pictures we've seen. When we went out there, everything's yeah. overgrown and uh, yeah, it's sad. Like, wow. You look and you're like, man, the people used to set all up there. Now it's like just woods and, and bushes and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. Mike and Mark Mangum with Twin Blends, Northwest Louisiana History Hunters, uh, staying with us for the for the rest of this hour. You got some exciting things coming up. We'll talk about after the news, uh, which is next. One one. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. In studio, Mike and Mark Mangum, Twin Blends Northwest Louisiana History Hunters. Guys, I thank you for coming in. I love stuff like this. Y'all have a great relationship with uh, LSUS archives, don't yes. you? Yeah, yes. there's uh, Miss Dominica, <clears throat> where she's retired now, but <clears throat> Miss Dominica Carrera. Carrera. We love her to death. She's she been so, so sweet. Yeah, yeah, she's sweet. She's been really good to us. And Laura and uh, Furman down there at yeah. uh, LSUS, they're all great. And they've done so much for saving history yeah. of the Northwest. You know, Louisiana yeah, area. Wouldn't be a twin blends without them because mm-hmm. they've just allowed us to come in and, and uh, document some of their collection, and it's, they've just been so helpful. So mm-hmm. we want to give a special shout out to them, and we love you, Miss Dominica. Yeah, <laughs> and I love seeing stuff from their collection. Like um, I went to high school with Robbie Ferrier. Mm-hmm. Hi, mm-hmm. Robbie, if he's listening, <laughs> uh, owns Rolling in the Dough, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's got some of those historical photographs, like mm-hmm. the. Uh, the the drive-in theater the king is yep. that the king's theater right yeah, there yeah the king mm-hmm. th- he's he's got mm-hmm. some of those old and of course yep. he's credited on the corner yep. Yep. can people purchase oh yeah well this is what obviously well, he didn't steal it but yeah yeah <laughs> well you <laughs> know they can go to the library and if they have a specific photo they a lot of times they can find it in the card catalog but a lot of times they have to call us because we have so much documented they'll call lsus to call us and say do you know where we can find this picture at in this collection so we'll tell them but they can go down there and they can purchase it i think the scanning fee is like ten dollars or they may be more if it's a bigger and they'll um 
they can pay that and they'll have that print. You know, they'll be able to get that. So that is so. Up, see, mm-hmm. I love stuff like mm-hmm. that. Even um, Jason's Deli has some, yeah, some photographs from our area. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. so. Yeah, I had Liz in here, and and we we got to take a, a break real quick. But I, you know, we we got to stop tearing down. We do buildings. Yep. yep. It just where I love seeing these things that you guys discover, like where the Holiday Inn is, used mm-hmm. to be the, the battle old house. home. Mm-hmm. You know, there's these beautiful homes in town. It breaks my heart. It does that this yeah. stuff is gone. Yep. You know, and Liz makes a great point. Who comes downtown to see? A parking lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's right. And what are and what are some of the things that you love about going to New Orleans? Yeah, is the architecture. Yeah, you know the history of the city that's still yeah. standing. Yeah, um, and there needs to be some kind of museum down there. Well, there is Spring photos. Street, but yeah. like how we yeah. always say, the Washington Uri, if they could have held that, that would be like the Arlington and Hot Springs. Yeah. It would be a yeah. national historic, you know, place. Right. But there needs to be a museum where there's enough. Pit- Photos, pictures, photos, memorabilia from pe- that people may bring in and donate or whatever. So, I think that would attract people to come downtown mm-hmm. if we had something like that. LSU has uh, LSU has plenty of photos too. Yep. And and anybody can go in and just mm-hmm. say you have to I, make an appointment. Yeah. yeah, you have to call sure. and make an appointment. Okay, and then, uh, you can just go in and tell them what you're looking for. And a lot of times they'll have an index. They'll know you know certain. Now if it's like real certain things, you may have trouble finding, but. You know, and if they have trouble, they can just call us, and we can tell them where to go and Hopefully. direct them. Yeah. I mean, what if you just wanted to go look? Oh, uh, yeah, <clears throat> that's that. Actually, that's the way it started. Whenever I was first uh, inter- interested in all this, I went down, and they let me look on. There's a little computer at the front desk, and I was just flipping through p- pictures to see, you know, which ones I wanted and stuff. But they'll bring out your. Uh, most of them are negatives, but they can bring them out, and you can look at them on a light source or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. You guys have some really exciting things coming up. We'll talk about that after the break. Mike and McCarty in studio with Twin Blends Northwest. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. In studio, Mike and Mark Mangum, Twin Blends Northwest Louisiana History Hunters. You can find them on Facebook. They've uh, post you post how often you guys post stuff every day? Every day, pretty much every day. We have it used so to be much. once a week, but then we have so much we're like we need to try to do it at least once a day, at least or at once every other day, but try every day. So this Bozier Riverfront Shanty Town. That's <laughs> looks like old Bonnie and Clyde days. Yeah. But this is even this was after that. But like yeah. Jay Clippett. That is great. Uh, so, uh, you guys are going to be in the Shreveport Times. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell me about what what all you've got well, coming up here. They have uh, Shreveport Times. Um, Henrietta Wildsmith. Wildsmith contacted us, asked us, and we've talked to her, and you know, been, we've worked with her in the past. She said we w- would be be interested in having a Twin Blends History Hunters Corner in the paper each week, pretty much each week, and show some of the pictures. And we're like, yeah. So um, this Sunday in the paper. In the front page, I think, of the business section, uh, it's going to be some of the Hamels um, uh, Dairy or Amusement I mean, Park all pictures. Of it, all of it, yeah. yeah all of it. It's going to be a, a story on that. And so it's probably some of the pictures that Carolyn Hamill Griffin allowed us to take in her personal collection. And she's just such a sweet lady. She's a yeah, special, she's special, special lady. Um, anyway, but it's probably going to be some of her pictures in there and then like i say look for it in sunday's paper and then each week like I say there'll be you know we've had cotton's grocery uh, a story on cotton's grocery and what else was uh, it? Uh, um 
Southern made Southern, Southern made, made donuts. donuts some pages, of the pictures yeah. we found over in, 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 Colorado, in, in yeah. Thermos C. Smith collection and uh, uh, LSUS. So anyway, but they they're going to do that each week. So and then, and then SB Magazine. We yeah, got, then yeah, you got a, a feature in SB Magazine every week. Yeah, yeah I mean every, editor Siva May contacted us and she said, "Well, we'd be interested in having a column each month." And we're like, "Man, we just would love to have our stuff." You know, we just thought if we can have our you know some pictures in there one issue but she said you know they want us in there each month issue and so i think this issue is going to be coming out it's going to have like some of the centenary football pictures yeah, centenary. from back in the day because of centenary starting up football yeah again, so, so we found some old pictures i think they're going to use that so and um so if somebody were saying um you know my grandfather did this back in this time and and wondered if there was pictures or any information they do that all the time people contact us all the time if we have it we'll let them we'll give it to them but if, if a lot of times it's it's too specific like we've had people say do you have a picture of my house on so-and-so street yeah. in broadmoor and we're like no we unless we have an that. aerial unless yeah. we have like an aerial of yeah. that area yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's, sometimes it's kind of specific and uh but you know a lot of times we do have pictures yeah. you know we'll say well yeah you know when we go through and uh, document and we'll name these pictures and so Mike could just pull up on his computer and just type in like and it just pulls up all the pictures and then he can pick and choose what he mm-hmm. wants to do for the post that, that pertains to it. And we have a, a subscription to who's a subscription to newspapers.com and, uh, and so that we can type in and, and, and research what was going on in the picture if we don't have any information. That's helped a lot. That's mm-hmm. helped a lot. So the, did, And you guys did the, I don't remember which collection it was, but one of the photographers, like back in the, I, I don't know, 40s or 50s, would just do shots on the street. That's what we were, yeah. yeah. It, it was, and they're yep. just people. Yeah. Yep. In front just of the Phelps department. Walking uh, down store. the street. Yeah. And tell them the story about that. Uh, yeah, we we, uh, we come across some pictures and we made a post on it and uh, uh, we actually found pictures of our grandmother and grandfather, which some one of, their, one of their cousins mm-hmm. sent it to us, and we didn't even we've never seen this before. Well, we made a post, and the people were commenting their pictures of their family, and so we made a post saying, "Okay, everybody, this is what we want: send us your pictures with the people's names that's in it." And then what we did, we didn't we told them was going to make a post, and uh, and so we didn't tell them, but we colorized the pictures and put a name plaque on it, and we had over a hundred pictures sent to mm-hmm. us and we would na- name that and then we, we made a post and then we're putting that on a, a flash drive flash drive we're going to donate the lsus archive so that'll all be together mm-hmm. first time ever all those pictures have all been together because you know they would get it and they you know they'd take the picture home it'd go this collection this collection this collection we never realized how many years uh, how many you know pictures and that they're had. so fascinating to go through you may not know any of them but when you go through and you see a name yeah and who it, it it's just fascinating to watch Yep. Hang with me through the break. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. In studio, Mike and Mark Mangum, Twin Blends, Northwest Louisiana, History Hunters. I was having lunch yesterday with a couple dear friends. And I said, I mentioned, I said, hey, I've got Mark, uh, Mike and Mark Mangum coming on the show tomorrow. And, and Stephen, my, one of my good friends, Stephen Walker, looked at me and goes, those are my cousins. <laughs> I said, shut yep. up. Yep. The yep. world is about that big. Yeah. 
They're uh, sweet. They're and, and they're great people. The Ronnie family. and Jody Walker, we Steven's love parents. You. Oh, <laughs> just yep. wonderful people. Yeah, yeah. They so are. you guys. Yeah, y'all are. That's who I, we raised. That's who we grew up seeing as yeah, the role Ryan, models for marriage yep, and yeah, family. Ronnie and Jody, and then their kids, Stephen, Ryan, and Aaron. No, oh, well, and I told my people. wife yesterday we were sitting on the porch because it's not 150 degrees, yeah. so we were able to sit outside yeah. for a little while in the evenings. Yeah. And I said, I told her that. I said, Stephen goes, that's their, that's my cousins. And my wife says, well, of course they are. Because <laughs> y'all are wonderful people yourselves. And and you do amazing work, what you guys doing. And this is not your job. Mm-mm. What Twin blends. This is this is this is a passion that you yeah, have because you both have full time jobs. It's yeah. our way to love people, and yeah. we've decided people go through a lot of stuff in their yeah. lives, and I mean people contact us, and you know they'll say, "Man, we just look for your uh, your posts every day because yeah. it just means so much." It reminds me of my parents, my grandparents, my great grandparents, and we just bring something positive. We want to yep. bring something positive. Yep. There's enough negativity out there. We want it to be positive. Yep. So and love people and. and like I said, we're we're losing so much of our of our history mm-hmm. yeah. uh just because of time. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I don't think we're taking enough effort to preserve, yep. especially in the downtown area. Now Liz is very yeah, conscious Liz is of it. real good. Liz yeah. is it's yep. since she's yep. been with the downtown development authority. Yes, yep. she's aware of yep. that. And and you know, you got people like Ernie Robinson, which will be on right after us, and I mean uh, Gary Joyner. And you know the late Eric Brock and Cedric Those, Glover, yeah. all the, they're bringing it to yeah, the forefront. We love Cedric yeah. Glover's passion for history, <clears throat> yeah. for Shreveport history. See, yeah. I didn't realize that. I, I've known Cedric a long time. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he had a, a passion yeah. for the history. So yeah, yeah, yeah he knows a lot. He knows him. a lot. Yeah. Yep. So, um, any, anything new coming up? What, what are you guys working on a new video? We haven't done a, we need to do a video. We, we're we, trying we, the street. We, and, we, we've got a new GoPro and, 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 um, and wireless mics and uh, the, the people send in donations and also our Patreon account allows us to buy that stuff. And we're going to do videos walking down Travis. Well, let me ask this. You ever heard of Kent radio? No, Kent. It was in Shreveport, down on Milam Street, with their big building, Kent Radio. We're going to do it's a special. It's not there anymore. There. The, the, yeah, the building's it, not there anymore. Right. We didn't know about it. It was back not. in the we found, pictures. Pictures. we found pictures and you know in studio and outside, and we're going to make a post. Yeah. Probably do a Facebook. I live. thought I was pretty pretty well up on like Kent, K Joe and yeah. all these places. Kent, Kent that, Radio, KCIJ. Also, you know, just we had radio. Like, that Kent Radio was a big deal back in the day. Yeah. So we're going to do a special on it. So. Yeah. But we're going to do some walking videos. I made it up the block of, uh, what is Travis? that? Travis. And we were, you know, we did a test on that where we're saying this was here, this there's was so much On Travis Street, there's so much history that's lost. Just, like, am, am I wrong? we got about 12 okay. seconds. Okay. Am I wrong that Keel used to be KTBS radio? Yeah, it was started out uh, KTBS, yeah. A hundred, yes. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> what is that? What was I'm that? I'm telling him, hurry, you got 10 <laughs> seconds. He's just talking, <laughs> tells me I talk long. <laughs> I love the twin, I love the twin dynamic. Uh, Mark and Mike Mangum, you're going to hang with this for a little bit when mm-hmm. Ernie's yeah. in here with us. Yeah. So we're going to have some real fun. Coming up, Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. One zero one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, uh, Aaron on vacation. Uh, just so honored. Look, like I say, this is Friday. It's a Friday before 
holiday weekend, and uh, we're departing a little bit from uh, the norm here this morning on Mike and McCarty. I've got Ernie Robertson in studio, along with Mike and Mark Mangum, hanging over with us for a little while. Uh, now, and Mark, don't forget you get real close to that microphone when you... I don't plan on talking. Uh, no, you, yes, you are, too. This is Ernie's time. <laughs> it is Ernie's. We're just in awe of Ernie. We just want to hear everything he has to say. Yeah, well, right. and like you said a moment ago, you, you get to, you're not the expert. Yeah. People mm-hmm. tell us, oh, y'all know so much about the history of Shreveport in this area. Like, no, no, we're not the history experts. Dr. Gary Joyner and Ernie Robinson, they are the history experts. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, Ernie, I, I told somebody, I said, yeah, I've got Ernie Robertson coming on tomorrow. I said, I'm so excited. I said, he's forgotten more about Shreveport. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Ernie, good morning, first of all. Good morning. He hadn't even got to say hi yet. Hi, Ernie. <laughs> how y'all doing? Uh, before the break, last hour, you guys mentioned Kent Radio. And, of course, Ernie immediately knew. Knew all about it. So it was KCIJ and KENT? No. Were they affiliated? No. They weren't affiliated. Mm-mm. Two different radio stations. KCIJ had Big Smith, who morphs into become Wolfman Jack, mm-hmm. started in Shreveport. Mm-hmm. Actually came from New York and came here. And that's where he got the Wolfman Howl from. Wolfman Jack, did he actually talk like that? <laughs> uh, he wasn't at that point here. Well, okay. But he developed that character right. here. Of course, in American Graffiti, which shows the true story true of story. radio, shows yeah. the true. It's so glamorous when you're in your car, but then when you see it in person, <laughs> it's you know sitting it. there eating a popsicle or something. <laughs> yeah. It was just a great moment. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, I was looking up. We, we started looking up about uh, Kent, and it said, Casey Guy Jane, there's a picture of Elvis. And you knew the DJ, Tommy Couture? T. Uh, Tommy Couture. Yeah. Yeah, he was actually... Uh, one of the, uh, he was a DJ here, but he also had an affiliation with the Hayride, left here to go to the Grand Ole Opry. As a singer? As a No, he announcer? was actually an announcer. Okay. At, uh, at the Grand Ole Opry. How awesome is that from Shreveport? I, I remember George Carlin was at uh, KJO mm-hmm. when he was in the Air Force. Yeah, uh, and that isn't his only famous deal. His famous deal, which I picked up in the newspaper, was he was actually in a play. Yes. At the Shreveport Little Street Yes. But it was with John Renshaw. I wish I had a snippet of Renshaw and Carlin <laughs> together. You're talking about two opposites of the spectrum. <laughs> I've always wanted that, but Renshaw now, was at Channel 12. Renshaw. Now tell us, for those that don't remember Renshaw, who is he? Uh, John Renshaw was basically kind of like the program director at Channel 12 and very, uh, very traditional. <laughs> George was not traditional. Mm-hmm. Now you were, Ernie, you were registrar of voters right. since like 1990? Is that what 1990 it? 2019. Wow. So how did you get started with the, the history? I'm, I'm holding a copy of your book that you wrote with uh, Gary Joyner, uh, Lost Shreveport. Mm-hmm. And I, I told Mike and Mark, I said, you know, I go through and I, and I look at these pictures. Um, the Inn Hotel, you've talked about the Inn before. Mm-hmm. The Inn was right behind the Strand Theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you said there was tunnels. There was a, supposedly, <laughs> I never say completely, but supposedly <laughs> there is a tunnel that runs from the uh, Strand to the end so that guys that were kind of <laughs> had to go to the uh, whatever program that Mama wanted to go to at the Strand could go down to the restroom, head over to the end, get them a drink and come back. And... Uh, 
and that the tunnel system under Shreveport exists strongly, mainly because of the uh, uh, utilities and such. And so that was there, and, and it went all over downtown Shreveport. Right. And, of course, it's absolutely disavowed. No such thing ever mm-hmm. happened. But uh, it's there. I, I mentioned that to somebody one time, like at lunch, and they said, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah, well. <laughs> I said, you know what? I believe Ernie before I believe you. I'm sorry. Marty Lotion with the Spring Street Museum. He would know because he's been in ever cracked <laughs> <laughs> The Spring yep. Street Museum, by the way, is fascinating. It is. It is. Uh, I, I went through there before I knew him and, and you know, some of the connections. And first of all, that's the oldest building in Shreveport. Is that right? In downtown? It is the one that's still still there, yeah. Right. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. There. It's the oldest standing structure. Yeah. yeah. And it's the museum. Mm-hmm. And you can, and it has a basement. That, don't they open that door yeah. and you climb yeah, down into That's the, where Marty stays most yeah, of the time. Yeah, that's right. a good place to keep Marty. That's a perfect place. Yeah, good place to keep Marty. He's a character. Don't if let you him know him, you know. But there's a, there's a, an interesting section on uh, the yellow fever mm-hmm. that, that came through Shreveport and... Um, we lost a lot of population yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, during that. But if you've never, if you live in Shreveport, especially if you're from here, born here like I was, uh, if you've never been to that museum, well, shame on you. Mm-hmm. you. You, It's just fascinating. And, of course, the time I was there, they had uh, Southern Classic Chicken. They were all upstairs eating. <laughs> well, that's not the reason to go. But. <laughs> no, they were all eating. They were having bonus. lunch. And I, yeah. But I just remember that. I was like, yeah. okay, well, that's kind of apropos. Yeah. Uh, Ernie Robertson in studio <laughs> with his mic and Mark Mangum. I know. I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> they had to shine the forks that day. That's why they had it. we got to take a break. We'll be back. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. In studio, Ernie Robertson, former Cattle Parish Registrar of Voters, but more importantly to me, uh, uh, history uh, extraordinaire. I don't just knows more about Shreveport and, and Shreveport history. Now, let me ask you something. When I when I was texting you and 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 wanting you to come on, and and you said, "Well, what?" I, I'm I'm trying. Of course, now I can't find the text. Uh, I said, "I want to talk about you know Shreveport history." And and you and what did you reply? Where's your text? Because you said restaurants. Yeah, restaurants. Everybody's asking me about restaurants recently, but what I really want to mention is what's right out there, right out your window. The greatest change agent in the fifties and sixties, I twenty. Yeah, see, I remember when I twenty. I remember when you had to get off over in Bozier mm-hmm. and get back on eighty mm-hmm. if you wanted to head any place east. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, 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 um, but first, guys, you've got something that Ernie, you brought in and you said, yeah, hey, we br- give this to Ernie. I said, you hang on and, well, and y'all give it to him. You mentioned something about chat and chew, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, well, here's the thing. We, we may have seen this before. We, we come across, well, this is in the Frank, J. Frank McEnany collection. And, uh, there was a wreck out in front of it. So we wanted to print those out and give them to oh, you because you talked about them so that. much. Yeah. But yeah, Chat and Chew. That's a unique name, isn't it? That no. is a unique name. <laughs> but so Ernie's talked about Chew, it. Where it was. Obviously, a restaurant is that right, or a, a diner? What was the yeah, Chat and Chew? And where was it? It was a drive-in diner. Drive-in. Go inside and eat if you wanted to, and then also you could pull up in your car. It looks like the precursor to a Sonic. Right, and uh, it was at the corner of Curtis Lane and Greenwood Road. Oh yeah. And it figured into something I was going to tell you today because that was near. 
the uh, near the west end of Shreveport. City limits was right past there. Uh, it was actually, I think it was closer to the Mount Vernon Altel, not hotel, not motel, Mount Vernon Altel, which was on the right, just a little bit past uh, Chattanooga. Now, is that a combination of auto and motel? The auto, motel, hotel. Autel. But it was a big place. It was really a big place. It's across from Kelly Memorial Baptist Church, but not far from the world-famous Tudor's Cocktail Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're familiar with that one. <laughs> Well, how could I not be? I'm from West Shreveport. Right. It's turning red. <laughs> but so it was the Chat and Chew. Chat and Chew. And on that picture, there is an ad for Andrus Ford. Saw that, yeah. Andrus Ford, not just Andrus Lincoln Merker, Andrus Ford, which is what Hannah and Andrus got together, and then Hannah wound up with the Ford dealership. Yeah, the picture looks like it's shooting down Greenwood Road. Is mm-hmm. that right? Greenwood and it Road. says, yeah. In 1936, in 1946, and this picture was 1956. Mm-hmm. Andrews Ford's for your best Ford deal. That there was a wreck in front awesome. there, and old Jay Frank got out and took oh, pictures. Thank yeah. goodness for Jay Frank. We've got a lot of pictures because of that. Yep. Photo I hate that there were accidents, but it documented history yeah. in the background. History <laughs> no, saved by accident. Jay Frank McEnany. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. He was a stringer for Channel 12 and also uh, would sell his stuff to anybody. But he actually had the... Uh, the movie version of the shootout in Bossier City where mm-hmm. uh, Chief Huckabee was killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was from Shreveport. <laughs> yeah. And that made movie tone news. <clears throat> How yeah. about that? Showed all <laughs> over the video, country. Yeah. So if you got, yeah, you saw the the old movie tone reels. We, we told you he was a history expert. So we <laughs> oh, I knew. That. Oh my gosh! I, he literally wrote the book. He did. I get yeah. it. Uh, on the Shreveport Security Systems message board, uh, Ernie, what was the name of the big plantation home that burned near Shreveport in the late seventies? Do you know? Off the top of my head, I don't know. Yeah, don't know. I just started following these guys on Facebook, Twin Blends. Awesome pictures. I see things I remember as a kid. I'm now 52, seeing things that I know my dad will remember from the 60s and 70s. Somebody said that? Yeah, somebody. I thought it was you. I was like, Mike, you're not 52. No, no, no. That's DC from Bossier. See, that's what makes our day when we hear stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, again, what you guys do is, is just incredible. Ernie Robertson in studio and Ernie, uh, yeah, I love the, like the, like the tunnels, but I was telling the guys, I'm looking through your book. It's called Lost Treeport, Vanishing, Vanishing Scenes from the Red River Valley. Um, these, and, and a lot of these from a collection of Ernie Robertson. How do you come up? How did you, how did you amass this collection of, of, these historic photographs. I mean, obviously, you've been well, collecting for years. Yeah, I have been. And it started in the 70s. Wow. And uh, uh, there's one particular publication that had a lot of the photos in it. And uh, I was sitting there with Gary one day. And I said, look what I found. I actually found two copies of it. And it's kind of ratty. And showed it to him. And he looked at me and said, I see a book in my future. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it started. Okay, like like his picture of the Masonic building in 1913, and it's got an ML Bath, yeah. ML Bath sign out on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 
the uh, upstairs could was used for uh, the Masonic building and other groups would have meetings there and uh, obviously Mr. Bath was a very big Mason and uh, and really it's kind of interesting that there were different places for different versions of the Masons to meet uh, different orders of them and uh, and tracking those down has been a real time consuming job but anyway we got most of them I never have put all that out there because it's only of interest to I think me but I was interested in it right the Shreveport Athletic Club in 1910 yes okay let and me there's the back yeah. story. and there's guys sitting out on the balcony I don't know all if you right. guys can see that's this. at the there's corner sitting up of there. Crockett and uh, Edwards mm-hmm. and I oh, went down and wow. asked Angelo Rapolo I said you know where this is I had a postcard of it and he said yeah that's here <laughs> <laughs> so oh, wow. it no. was actually his not his building but it was his the building his business was in which was attached to what I call the Hodges Garage Annex mm-hmm. was next door and the Hodges Garage the big one was up about a block on the corner at uh uh, that would be Marshall and, uh, oh, help me guys, Crockett, Marshall Crockett. and Crockett. Mm-hmm. And, next to the bowling alley. Uh, next to yep. the bowling alley, yep. just where I was going. The yep. downtown bowling centers. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think 12 lanes of incredible bowling fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And payoff pinball machines. Yeah. We but found we pictures of that. We were like, there was machine. a bowling That's gambling, alley. isn't yeah. it? <laughs> no, that's gaming. Yeah. <laughs> that's legal now. Yeah. Now, see, I don't remember the bowling alley, but I do remember guys and dolls. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure y'all right remember. Across the street. Oh, yeah. We, we, yeah, we didn't. We were introverts back in the day. We didn't go downtown and we see all that. Well, we I didn't go hang out there or anything. Well, we didn't know where any of that was. We'd heard of it, but yeah, I hear you. I hear you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I took a pocket full of quarters and would go to we yeah because you could the video games when they first started you yeah. know but and and then uh, pinball yeah and, we'd and, go to the mall for that Mike that was the boat Hodges bowling right there look at him look yeah. at him that, that was in a Manasco collection that we yeah. found just inside oh. and outside that it's was a great so place to yeah, we're like a bowling alley uh-huh. downtown yeah. what the heck I didn't I don't remember the bowling alley there it was, was gone one more close to there. There was one out at the corner, uh, at the railroad tracks at Jordan, right across yeah. from Texas oh, yeah. Avenue. Yeah, there was Jordan. one there, and the building just fell in. Yeah, yeah. And a buddy of mine across the street at the wheel alignment place uh, sent me a text that your bowling alley just collapsed. Oh. <laughs> so. We got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. We're going to take a break for the news. Um, um, said Ernie, can can you uh, Ernie comment on the impact of railroads on Shreveport history? Mm-hmm. And that leads into mm-hmm. we were talking about restaurants, the old KCS Cafe, uh, which was right across from the the station in the day. And we'll talk about that after the news. Uh, Ernie Robertson, along with Mike and Mark Mangum, Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty in studio with Ernie Robertson and uh, Mike and Mark Mangum. We were uh, got a message right before the break. Uh, wanted to know about the impact, Ernie. And there was a, a, a restaurant that had been open not too long ago that 
I just loved the building. It was the old KCS mm-hmm. Cafe. We had talked about that. And mm-hmm. you said you wanted to talk about restaurants. I this, do want to talk about restaurants. This, and I do want to talk about railroads. Right. This ties all that in. Uh, comment on the impact of railroads on Shreveport history. Well, railroads, when they came to Shreveport, we were very fortunate. First of all, uh, one of the main railroads we had went straight up uh, going to St. Louis. And that tied us in in the days that we actually had a brewery in Shreveport uh, owned by a young guy by the name of Augustus Bush. And uh, we, Seriously, got, in we, Shreveport. Got, we got rid of that in 1908 because of that demon beer and uh, had a vote on that. Kind of illegal, but Supreme Court said it was okay. And so anyway, uh, that tied us in because the key element was we were getting – transport from the Midwest straight down to Shreveport, straight down to Houston. And then we also had the east-west tie-in of the railroads. And then, of course, uh, Mopac uh, later on comes through. Mopac gets formed later on. And it comes through, and we have that. And we had M. Katie because I-20, uh, by the time it got out about here where your studio uh, is, was actually known as M. Katie. And so, M. Katie, M. Katie, the uh, Kansas Topeka, and uh, so anyway, the the key element was all of that provided something that the river could provide, but the river didn't provide, which was it was inland access to markets. The river had to go where the river went. We had Red River, but what we really needed was the ability to get to Houston, the ability to get to Dallas, because what we were, and the only thing we had to sell, and the only thing we still have to sell, is location, location, location. Thank you. I have said that. And and with this, you know, with I-20 connecting us to the west and then further east, we are prime location. And now with 49, if we get the connector going, there's no stopping Shreveport just physically because of where we are. And I live right off the the Jefferson Page exit, so uh, I will tell you that the traffic that has picked up on going down the Terry Bradshaw Passway across the lake, coming on across the bridge, <clears throat> is incredible in the morning. And I'm a right-hand lane guy, so when you see the old slow guy driving on the right-hand lane and everybody going by him honking, that's me. <laughs> but the point is... Well, I'm the one going by. Yeah, the, and uh, thank you for staying in the right lane, I by the way. I stay in the right lane most of the time. Every <laughs> once in a while, I want to see how fast can you get over. And so, uh, anyway, the, the point is... The traffic has picked up incredibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting even more worn out out there, but as far as the road goes. But the point is, we have picked that up already, and I can't believe that we aren't selling that even more because we could. Because mm-hmm. it's another way to get to Shreveport, basically. And, and, and maybe maybe they are. The Louisiana Economic Development maybe Commission, maybe, maybe they are. Somebody knows about it because all those trucks are there. Yeah. Right. So the the old KCS Cafe when it reopened, you said originally it was like in the nineteen hundred, early nineteen hundreds, from what my memory is, and it's basically right beside Union Depot, which doesn't exist anymore. On the Louisiana. foundation is still there. Yeah, and it, the foundation's there. It burned down, I think, about sixty eight. I think I'm right on that. Mm-hmm. I may be off a little yeah, bit on the date. Sixty nine. I think sixty eight, yeah. sixty nine. You're right. It, it burned a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just once, but the last time was around sixty eight. But uh, uh, and by the way, I was able to buy a uh, a penny gum machine 
out of what was left that was salvaged out of the Union, union oh. Station. It was a pulver, and that particular gun machine has been on pickers. I couldn't believe it. Oh. And the price I got was about what the price they wanted to pay, so I thought, that's pretty good. But uh, anyway, uh, the point is that the, the cafe was there, and if you knew what it looked like then, the Jefferson Hotel was strictly... Like in a lot of small towns, Shreveport wasn't small, but in a lot of small towns, there'd always be a hotel right near where the train stopped. The Genocio, is that how you say that in Marshall? You know, that, that beautiful yeah, hotel yeah. right there mm-hmm. at the Marshall yeah. train depot, which yeah. is still standing, yep. still by there. the way. Yep. Yeah, still there. Yeah. Yeah, they had one in Ducoin, Illinois. Now, in Ducoin, when the train goes through Ducoin, don't be near it. Because it's flying by at about seventy <laughs> miles an hour, and uh, but they had a hotel where it would the days that it stopped or whatever time it stopped, then you could get off and go to the hotel. Now the Jefferson is still cold. standing. Jefferson's still there. And and uh, I actually we had lunch at the KCS Cafe, which is now closed again. We did. And uh, we, did. we had lunch with yeah you. yeah did. we did. And and I walked across the street. You I don't know. The Jefferson is it a is it a subsidized yeah. housing now? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, and so you can't just like walk in. But I kind I followed somebody in, and uh, just to see the architecture of that building still mm-hmm. is just amazing. We got to take a break, but we'll be back. Uh, a friend of mine texted me. He said that he wanted to ask about the majestic D hands and the handy grill. I'm sure Ernie's Ernie's smiling. <laughs> we'll be back, Ernie. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. In studio, Ernie Robertson, Mike and Mark Mangum, just in awe. We just got a picture of Dehan Grill. Is it was a grill? Do you do you remember? No, it's Dehan. more like a restaurant. Okay, it, it, it's not really a grill. It was a nice place. It was, it was really, uh, and I've seen pictures of it and heard uh, things from uh, one of my downtown sources. It was first class, and that uh, Haney Dehan, the attorney, is related to them too, and. Uh, it was a first-class place. Uh, now, Majestic, the only Majestic, I don't remember the Majestic Grill. I remember the Majestic Theater that was basically uh, kind of out the back door of the uh, the Kettle Parish Courthouse, uh, facing the backside of it uh, on uh, Milam. And then uh, the Handy Grill. Now, Handy Grill was a long Milam, but I don't remember exactly where. But I know, and you got to remember, whenever I say I remember it, I either saw a postcard or right. the real kick is I also collect match covers mm-hmm. because those locate where places were. Mm-hmm. People, there were thousands and thousands left around. Wow. And so uh, that's what I use for my memory. Match covers. Match and that's covers another thing that, that you just don't see anymore. Mm-hmm. No, you don't find those. I have got a message. I have a Cheval mirror from the old Jefferson Hotel. Wow. Such quality. Mom bought it when it closed. That's awesome. That is awesome. Memorabilia like that is just rare, you know, yeah. rare. 
and even something like a, a gumball machine from Union Station. Yeah, that that would yeah. be something. Yeah. Now, Ernie, you've got Timeline, is that right? I'm at Timeline. You're at Timeline. You've got a a, a, a section. A room. A, okay. A room. They call it the library. <laughs> so, I've got to get by there. We and are, we've been by you, there. It's nice. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of stuff in there. Now, is go. that's online? Mm-hmm. Right Line, by Bird. Yeah, one block south of Bird. Did that used to be the old theater? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. theater. It was yep. the Don they Theater. Would. Don George started it in 1934. We're not going to talk about that the end of the theater. But Don George started in 1934. He later becomes president of KSLA. Wow. And that's how the George family wound up with the license after the plane crash of 54. Wow. So, uh, uh, but Don George was, he was an entertainment icon in Shreveport. For all the places that he owned, he owned most of the theaters in Shreveport. Wow! Drive-in, the the King Drive-in. I thought was interesting. I mentioned that earlier. Um, it, it, uh, Robbie, friend of mine, Robbie Ferrier, that owns Rolling in the Dough. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, we went to high school together, but he's got a picture of the King Theater. We're out to looking. Well, where was that? It was like. It was here. It was right there at Patton, mm-hmm. where he, where I think, where his building is. Well, it's, it was or right near where the um, library. Library is now the Broadmoor branch of the Street okay. Memorial Library. That was a was it a Tickley Wiggly? Yeah, A and P and TGNY. That was a shopping center there, Street City, Street Island Shopping Center. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Beautiful big screen. It yeah. was really cool. The King. The King, Kings, Kings drive-in. Kings. Kings. And there's people that live in that neighborhood that said they've been there forever and they've never heard of it. Of course, it closed in like 49. I think it was from 39 oh, okay. to 49, around something like that. Yeah. So it it probably ran Gone with the Wind and Wizard of Oz, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I remember the drive-in off of uh, Monk House. Showtown. 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 I remember that one, and I remember the one where Pierre Bossier Mall is. Yeah, that was the Don. The Don. Got blown Mm -hmm. away by the tornado. Yeah. And there were more than one movie. Oh, yeah, there was a lot. Barksdale Drive-In was not too far. I remember Barksdale. Sunset Drive-In. And the beautiful plane neon on the front. What a a hello, this is Barksdale. Exactly. Oh, this... Another fastest hour in broadcasting. Thank you, guys. Hold on with me. We've got to take a quick break. 101.7 FM. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Guys, you just made my whole week. All of you. Mike and Mark Mangum, Twin Blends, Northwest Louisiana History Hunters. Thank you for spending time here with us. Ernie Robertson, uh, of all the collections, all the memorabilia that you've come across over the years, what are you most proud of? What do you have that you just treasure? Do you still have it, or do you... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really do. It's the 1904 publication that we based that book on because nobody had ever seen one, And number one. And number two, uh, it had photos of Shreveport from about 1903, but the key was I found out where so many of the early postcards came from. Uh, there was a photographer here from Ohio, and uh, I found that in the paper, and he made the photos that were in the the big publication and uh, it was uh, for me because i am an image person that's what i based mm-hmm. my learning on and finding that like most men up, visual yeah. visual yeah and yeah. so looking at that was like oh what a treasure mm-hmm. and well see i feel that way about like your book right here mm-hmm. yeah that's where a lot of those came from that book. yeah yeah and that was that's where we also got the stories from 
because the stories were actually in the book. The great thing is, is it has pictures of the houses along about the time that Peter Urey lived at the corner of Fairfield uh, and what is that, guys? You got Jordan, Jordan, Jordan mm-hmm. Fairfield, and Eureka. Jordan. And we don't have a picture of his house, Mm-mm. but we have a picture of his brother-in-law's house mm-hmm. across the street, Doctor Ford, and he is. They were fighting with each other over who could make the greatest looking house. Uh, yeah. And That's they a both cool had to get a turret. They turret. both had yeah. a turret. A turret. Yeah. A turret. And so yeah. we've got a turret in, of uh, Yuri's house that you do get to see on a postcard. Yeah. And then to see Ford's house with a turret, you have to have the book. All right. And so. Fascinating. And, and is that book at your shop at Timeline so people I, can I see can it? I keep a copy of this book. No, I mean uh, the book you're talking. No, no, no not that book. That's at no. home being treasured. No, he's not yes, letting anybody see that. That's in a safe. No, he's holding it close to his Yeah, that's locked. Yeah. Up. Okay, but I, I want to see it. So at some point, I'll have to find it. And and uh, <laughs> we were talking about restaurants real quick in the last twelve seconds here. Uh, we got a message for Tita's home of the Muffy, serving Shreveport since nineteen twenty seven. Great place yes. to eat, great and it's place. still going still with the there. same family. God love them. Yep. yep. Uh, do they live still, above it still? Yeah. Because I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that is so cool. Oh, Ruben says we got to go break. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. Enjoy. Love you all. Thank, thank you. Having us. Mike and McCarty, 101. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, Aaron on vacation in studio with me this hour. Liz Swain from the Downtown Development Authority. Howdy, howdy, good morning. It's so good to be here with you. Thank you so much. Oh. Always love seeing you out and about. Oh yeah. Um, uh, of course. You know how I feel downtown. You love downtown. I I, I ran I into you downtown. at the Blind Tiger last week, and yeah. you were out having lunch with a friend, and it yes. was great to see you down there. Thank you. You too. Um, now, Downtown Development Authority. I I want to talk a little bit about what 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 exactly is the Downtown Development Authority? Is it a branch of the city government? Is it its own entity? What do you do? How many people are there? And we How have 30 money? seconds for How this. How much money do you make? What's your social security <laughs> number? number? Yeah. But I know it. I know it. What's your birthday? Give me all your passwords. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We are a partner with the city of Shreveport. We're a partner with local governments, but we are not an arm of the city. Okay. We are a standalone. We're considered, in wonky terms, a political subdivision. And that means we were set up by the Louisiana legislature. We actually were enabled and created by the city that passed us to the legislature. They approved us. And so we um, have an ad valorem tax in the downtown district only. Mm-hmm. It's 9.04 mills, and that's what funds all the activities of the Downtown Development Authority. Um, the We, again, partner with the city. We have two what's called... Um, contracts. They're they're supportive contracts to the city. One is for our streetscape division. Those are the guys in the blue shirts that everyone loves who pick up the litter and keep downtown looking clean and sparkling and water the trees and do all those things you got to do. And I'm telling you... So those aren't city employees? They are not city employees. Those are downtown development authority employees. And they work seven days a week picking up litter because that is the gift that keeps on giving, as we know, from all around everywhere else. We've talked about 
about it. And then we have another professional services contract, which is called Shreve Park. And those are the guys in blue that everyone hates. And they're the ones who are downtown uh, who are making sure that people are paying to park on on-street parking. So on-street parking is all they deal with, not the lots or the parking garages or anything like that. Is that like the the meters now take the app is they that will. correct is that park mobile yes yes so you anything takes the app any green zone area any meter zone area the park mobile app is very amazing because it's taken in cities around the country and in the state if you go to new orleans if you go to houston i think maybe even dallas takes park mobile and you can use that same app no matter where you go but it can up it can give you it, at a meter, you can only get two hours, but if you're using Park Mobile, you can park somewhere for three hours. I mean, it's just really handy. If you're mm-hmm. inside in a meeting and you see that you're running out of time, it counts you down on your phone, and you can actually extend your time remotely. So that's one of the cool features of Park okay. Mobile. Cool. So that's a division I didn't even realize that you had anything to do with. Yeah, yeah. Back in the 1990s, the city realized that they did not need to dedicate police officers to writing tickets. Now, police officers still do write tickets. Sometimes they'll roll through downtown and they'll write one when they see something that bothers them. But they don't need to be doing that. You know, They need to be out and about doing the things that police officers need to be doing, which is not, you know, writing tickets for overstaying at a meter. So, and so okay. that's the city said hey, will you guys do this for us? And the DDA at that point said, yes, we will create a division and we'll we'll handle that. So where do those funds go? They go into something called the City's Parking Enterprise Fund. The city has several enterprise funds. Water and sewer is one. Golf is one. Airports is one. And parking is one. And what that means is that the money that is retrieved from the fees um, in those divisions, like what you pay for your water bill, goes into the water and sewer enterprise fund, and it's it has to pay for itself. So there's theoretically not supposed to be any other city money that goes into those funds to help pay for that particular uh, service. So golf is supposed to pay for itself, water and sewer is supposed to, parking is supposed to, airports is supposed to, mm-hmm. and so that's how the enterprise funds are set up. In the airport, you bring that. That's a totally separate entity on its own. It is. You know, it's it's an interesting thing. They have their board, and their board is who hires their uh, airport director and who sets their policies. But they are an arm of the city. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an interesting thing. It's like the Shreveport Housing Authority. You would think that that would be an arm of the city, but it is not, even though it's called the Shreveport Housing Authority. They confirm with the city, they converse with the city, but right. they're not controlled by the by city government. I guess that's why it's not the city of Shreveport right. housing authority. Right. But it is it does confuse folks. Okay. A lot of confusing things about government, as we have seen <laughs> <laughs> recently. <laughs> it wasn't in we can get into as well <laughs> later. Um but but your staff, you got you've got how many people on staff yeah. for the DDA and where yeah. your, where's your office exactly? Four sixteen cotton. We're open to the public, eight thirty to Five, Monday through Friday. It's a cool historic building that we rehabbed. We love to show people how to do that. So tell if you tell ever want to see where that, that is. Uh, like, when you're coming into downtown on Marshall Street, so you go under that cool new mural that was painted underneath oh, the yeah, I-20 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah. underpass, then you come into downtown on Marshall Street mm-hmm. and then Cotton Street 
you have to go right on cotton. It's it's oh, one way. I know exactly where you're talking mm-hmm. about. We're right there in the curve, right as you turn and onto Carton, across Cotton. Across the Street. apartments? Very near, very near yeah. the Lee Hardware Apartments in that area. Right, ac- We're right across from the train track. So <laughs> we're, yeah. we're across from the train track. So you can come see us, and we've got all kinds of handouts about things going on downtown, places to eat, places to shop, things to do, art and attractions. So we'd love to love to see you come by and look at the building. We're very proud of it. It did not look like that about six or seven years ago. It was a right. nasty, grimy place and just shows you what uh, what some rehab and some historic tax credits can do. And we love promoting it. And they've the building on the corner there. That's now residential. All of every building in our square block, with the exception of two, have been either rehabbed over the past five years or is in the process of being rehabbed. And that is uh, the Glass Hat building. Uh, There are apartments that have been created. There are condos that have been created. Office space is going in next to us. A hydroponic farm is next to that. It's pretty remarkable. And it shows you that if one person comes in and does something really cool with their building, it really does incentivize or encourage others around you to do something similar. We've got to stop tearing down buildings, period. Yeah. Density, downtown's have to be dense. There are th- people never go downtown to look at a parking lot, do they? Mm-hmm. And yet, when's the last time you heard somebody say, "Hey, I'm gonna go downtown because I want to look at that parking Let's lot"? Go look. No, right. they go downtown to go to Robinson Film Center or Art Space or the Strand. They go to a building to interact with the things happening there, and so that's really important. I've got Ernie Robertson coming on tomorrow morning. Oh, who's, who's a history buff? Gotten uh, more. Than we will ever know. Than I'll yeah. ever know. Yeah. yeah, and uh and I love talking to him about the history. Oh, you know about some so of much. this. It's so much. So much. Liz Swain in studio from the Downtown Development Authority with Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven FM seventy. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on one hundred one seven FM and seven ten Kiel. In studio with Liz Swain, Treeport Downtown Development Authority, my old cohort from Channel 3. This is correct. Don't be telling any of those stories. If you don't tell them on me, I won't tell them on you. How about that? I actually have more stories about Al Pierce oh, than, well, I, than I do about you. Don't we all? <laughs> Bless you, sir. I loved oh, Al. Yeah. I loved Al. You mentioned where your office is, and then you go around the corner uh-huh. in front of the Lee Hardware. I remember walking. I think it might have been during uh, Art Walk. Yes, one one uh, one one year, because um, we love going down for that. But I, I, as I was going around the corner, and we were going to go to the hydroponic garden. Yeah, Cotton, there. Cotton Street Farms. Cotton yeah. Street Farms. Yeah, and the building before you actually make no, right after you make the corner, there were some wind. Those are apartment. Those yes. are like. Yes. Yeah. Uh, condos or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got con- that we've got that is so cool. You know, you do not know what's behind the walls and doors of any of the buildings downtown. Yes. Some of them are the coolest apartments, condos, workspace, and unless you come downtown for something like an art walk. Uh, when we have a lot of those buildings open, you may never see it. Right. And people live in these wonderful high ceiling wood brick walls, you know, just the the whole industrial loft feel 
of those buildings downtown. It's really remarkable. A lot of them, the exterior will not give away at all There's a, what is what is inside. When you're going down Texas, and I mean down past like where the municipal uh-huh, is, going uh-huh. down Texas that way toward the police station. But I know on the about midway down on the left, mm-hmm. it just looks... You know, I mean, industrial, it looks... Yeah, it looks kind of bombed out, people would say. There are a couple of vacant But but then a gate opens up, and 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 there's there's this courtyard and these parking inside and these beautiful apartments. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. It is. And you'd never know if you just drove by and don't look. Oh, no, no. You would drive through and you'd go, oh, my gosh, this place is, you know, barren and barricaded and nobody lives here and vacant. And I go, nope, no, it's not. It may look that way to you, but it, but it's not at all. And a lot of them are Airbnbs, so you can go on Airbnb, and we've got some amazing spaces, some hidden treasures downtown. Speaking are, of, like CNC Mercantile, mm-hmm, yeah, I love what they've done with their block That's in that a, area. That is exactly right. They don't own that building. It's a guy named Tom Chavon, and he and his wife live in a portion of the building, and the other portion they're leasing to CNC for that that very cool retail space. So you have little um, places like that all throughout downtown, and that's why we encourage people to either go on our website, which is downtownshreveport.com, and look at the different places you can go to shop and art events and locations to see what all is available to you and what people have done. When you see what somebody else has done, it just makes your brain start, you know, churning. Right. Hey, there's so if much. They did that. So much I can potential do and so many things already happening. Like you, Lauren will take that. You know, they've they've got that empty lot next and, to their building, and they do the downtown mercantile markets, and they, they have those, all kind of which events. Which is and, so much fun. All the vendors set up, and mm-hmm. they have live music set up, and food trucks. Yeah, and you know the Asiana Garden, which is right around the corner from there, mm-hmm. does has their Asiana Festival once or twice a year. Then uh, we used to have the Texas Avenue Makers Fair, which yes. was the cool yeah. event, and now we've got a Taco Wars happens in that general area. So again, and Caddo Common Park, there as as it gets cooler, there'll be a lot of things programmed there, and it's just it's a very vibrant area. But if you're driving through at six a.m on a Sunday morning or if you're driving through at the heat of a 104 degree day, you're not going to see a lot of activity. And, don't and, think that that's right. how it normally looks. <laughs> right. And, and don't think nothing's going on. That's that's right. And Let's talk, You want to talk about Art Walk? Do we have time to talk about that? We do when we come back. We will do it. Uh, Liz Swain from the Downtown Development Authority in studio, Mike and McCarty, 101. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Of course, Erin is on vacation today. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joined us and uh, talked about, of course, his uh, bond proposal commission that he's put together, uh, along with uh, a plethora of other subjects. Hear from him right after the break. Mike and McCarty. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Report Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us in studio this morning. Mayor, good morning. Good morning to you. Thank you for coming in. My pleasure. I, I texted I texted Tom the other day and I didn't get a reply. I was like, well, doggone. I texted him again late in the afternoon. Didn't hear back. 
then I looked at my contacts and I said, well, I've got two numbers. I was texting the wrong number. <laughs> Tom's like, no, that's not, that's not the right one. So thank you for replying when I finally texted the right number. Uh, we appreciate you being in. A lot of things going on. Um, I, I want to catch up on a lot of stuff, but I want to talk about this committee that you've put together. Um, for the to study the bomb proposal, tell us about this committee, which our guest host is on. Yes, he is. Um, I uh, I feel like it is time for the people of Shreveport to decide to make an investment again in our infrastructure. We really haven't made a significant investment since about 2014. That's nine years, and a lot of things can go bump in the night. Uh, in a in a period of nine years, so, and have and and they have. I mean, you can drive around the streets, and and uh, we just have infrastructure needs. One of the things Shreveport has been typically very good through its history is continuing to make investments in its infrastructure. Now there are exceptions to that, but generally, particularly with streets and roads and arteries, we've done a really good job of uh, avoiding some of the huge traffic delays that you see in other cities our size and larger because we have anticipated uh, growth and we have continued to make investment. And we've had a period now of uh, almost 10 years where we really haven't done that. And it it seems to me it's time to consider doing that. But uh, the best way to do that is to get information, to get opinion from citizens to help put together what the projects ought to be on a proposed bond issue and to have a committee that is really not just window dressing Mm -hmm. but actually will Mm -hmm. have have input and so i asked each of the council members uh to submit two names uh to me and and as i explained to them they weren't names from which i would choose they would be names that would be appointed and so each each council member has submitted. Uh, there's there's one I'm still waiting on, but the, each council member uh, has submitted okay. two names. Uh, Mr. Avalone was one uh, that was suggested, I believe, by Councilman Butcher, and uh, uh, and he made some really good choices. That way, I'm getting a geographical balance and a racial balance, and then I have I, I'm appointing I have appointed five people. So the total will be 19 people. I asked uh, Larry Clark, who is the chairman emeritus, the uh, chancellor emeritus at LSUS, mm-hmm. to uh, to chair it. And uh, part of that is I have a longstanding friendship and relationship with Dr. Clark. And in addition to that, uh, he has chaired several different committees in Shreveport of diverse groups of people and has handled those beautifully. So I thought he was kind of a perfect person to draw this diverse group of people together to move toward a goal of coming up with a list of projects that would be uh, in the bond election and actually, and how many, how much. Um, now, they won't be writing totally on a blank slate in that we'll have um, – department heads and members of the administration that are saying these are our views about priorities these are the things that we we think you ought to look at but i've had people said i've had some news people ask me well you know what are the projects that you really think ought to be in there and and i my response has been the same 
I have some opinions. Mm -hmm. Those opinions will get expressed through the time, but I do not want to start the process by saying, this is what I want. Now, would you please bless it? Uh, that's not that's not how I want this committee to operate. I want them to to know that they have a real place at the table and that their opinions and their priorities are important to us, important enough that I'm not going to say, this is what I want, see, what, see how you like it. Uh, so it really is intended to be a ground-up uh, citizen committee. Uh, their meetings will be public. Uh, they'll be open to the public. They're going to have, I believe, two particular town hall kind of meetings. So will the public be able to ask questions and provide input? The public will be able to provide to provide input and ask questions, yes. Now, as with any public comment, uh, you don't necessarily get an answer to your comment. Sure. Uh, and, and, but really, we're, we're going to leave that. A lot of times that. being heard is important. We're going to leave that to Dr. Clark. Uh, he is a very able uh, leader of a meeting and manager mm -hmm. of a meeting, and that's one reason that that we chose uh, that I chose him. And I really believe that this will be a process where citizens will feel like their views have been heard. Now, I, I, I know we we've talked about the city council business. Your current mayor, you have been a city council member. You understand the workings of the city council. Uh, a lot of people aren't happy right now. And a lot of people uh, may incorrectly take it out on your bond proposal. How do you address people that say, I'm not voting for a bond proposal if, say, James Green is chairman? He, well, I... Uh, I know you uh, council say. council relationships come and you know come and go, and there are times when the council gets along. That that those are good times. Uh, it it uh, I I think that the the council will end up this well the way this process will work. The committee will end up making some recommendations. Those recommendations are to the city council. Okay. The city council will then. What we're hoping to do, the city council will call an election, but we'll also have a resolution that will say this is what we're going to use this money for uh, with dollar with dollar amounts. And then they will call the election. And at that point, I, I hope that I'll have some council members helping me to convince the public that this is something that they, they should strongly consider and vote for. But I'm going to be out there selling. And uh, when when the monies come in and when the bonds are sold, then it'll be my administration that will be shepherding those funds. And so I really, you know, for better or worse, I think they're going to the person that they need to trust the most is me. OK, Lewis. Yeah, no, I was that was one of my questions. Of course, Aaron is on vacation, but her message resonates with a lot of listeners who say, I'm not voting for a bond proposal if James Green, for example, and, and the larger issue there is if the citizens don't trust the city council. But what I'm hearing you say is, hey, if you don't trust the city council. That's OK. That's your opinion. But the mayor's office will be. We've got to move the city forward. Well, I, I, you know, there's an old saying, you don't want to cut your nose off to spite your face. And uh 
And I, I think that sometimes we have, uh, if we have an emotional reaction to a particular event, uh, we can get in that frame of mind. And what, what I hope to do is to have a, a calm and rational approach to these really are our priorities. These are things that we need to do to move the city forward. And we need to move the city forward regardless of who the mayor is, regardless of who the members of the city council are, uh, because this is for our city. This is a, this is the citizen's bond issue. This is not Tom Arsenault's bond issue. This is not the city council's bond issue. Uh, we will propose it, but once those things are passed, these are investments that the citizens are making. I'm not putting the money in. The taxpayers are putting the money in, and they're the ones who deserve to have these projects. So an auditing of those funds, the spending of those funds. Let's say the, the voters of Shreveport approve the bond initiative. Who is responsible for the accounting of those dollars? Will that be your office or will that be the city council? Oh, it'll be our it'll, it'll be our finance department. Uh, and, and, of course, the external auditor keeps you and, – and your bond council, you know, you, you have to – when you issue bonds, you borrow money, okay? And there are covenants in those bonds where you have to covenant that we're going to do things a certain way. We'll have certain reserves. We'll have um, – we'll spend this money only on these things. And the uh, the trustee for the bondholders holds you accountable for that. We, we get – uh, I, I get notices on a regular basis. We need this report. We need that report. We, we we find you short in this area or we don't have this report. You need to get it to us. So uh, those funds are very carefully watched, not just within the city, but outside the city because we have a relationship with the with the people who loaned us the money. So there's some safeguards in place, obviously. A lot, of, a lot of safeguards, and I don't think you've got any administration that's had any difficulty with, uh, with the expenditure of the money and, and actually using the money for what the bond issue says it was used for. You can't, you can't really mix and match it. The reason for the resolution is that's kind of a political contract between the people and the city council that says when you pass these Propositions. We're going to use the money for this. That gives us flexibility. Let's just say a current example is Night Street. Night Street's been in a bond issue. The problem is it was in a bond issue that didn't have enough money allocated to Night Street to do Night Street. So uh, we're looking for a fix to that. But Aaron, are you listening? I, I, I especially, <laughs> I especially brought this up for Aaron. Uh, because I, I was obligated to ask. If, I, if I, knew, I knew, I knew, I <laughs> knew, and 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 uh, you know, Night Street is one of the things that may that may be in there. But we're also looking for another solution to Night Street. But for example, suppose we have a project that we think will cost four million dollars, but it's going to, but it ends up costing only three million dollars. We have a million dollars if if we've tied that in the proposition, we can't use that money for anything else. So if we have one that needs a million and one that is that saved a million, we can't move that money. So that's why mm-hmm. you'll find the bond proposition language is broader than the resolution. We're talking with Mayor Tom Arsenault. Can you hold with us? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be back after the break. Micah McCarty with Louis. Now. 
Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Want to thank, boy, we had we had some great Everybody. great guests <laughs> earlier this morning. Mike and Mark Mangum from Twin Blends Northwest Louisiana History Hunters and Ruben. When they came in, they brought this is a program from SLT. Okay, that is a show that I did. I think this must have been two thousand and one. Wow, God, this is crazy. <laughs> Because in here it says my son is 14 years old. Jeez, yeah. And he's yeah, like 38 now. Yeah. So. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Me, was... me and your son are pretty close, and that's, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Guy, earlier when you said it was from 20 plus years ago, my first thought was like 1995. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. And believe me, it doesn't get better the older you get. But I'm just sitting here looking through this program. This is so funny. I played. A it, it was a British farce, okay. And so, if you're familiar with farces, they're fast paced, just hilarious. Just door slamming in and out, exiting, always moving. It's very fast. Oh, uh, so I think I think I've seen like uh, Shakespeare condensed, something like that. One of the, one of those type of plays. Yeah, the British farces are comedies, and uh, like I played a, a a London cab driver, taxi driver. Mm-hmm. And I had a wife on, you know, one side of town, and then I'd leave, quote, for work and go to my wife on the other side of town. <laughs> and hilarity ensued. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, and, that always and, works out well. And so, and, and like, my best friend in the show finds out what, that what I've been doing, and, uh, oh, gosh, it was funny. And I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this program in well twenty something years. Wow! So the guys, now, they have the coolest collection of I stuff. I don't know how they come up with this kind of stuff. So, yeah, this is going into my collection. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> Mike and Mark. Yeah, thanks, guys. And then of course Ernie Robertson, who who <laughs> just incredible knowledge. And and somebody asked, they had sent in a message. What was the name of the plantation home that burned near Shreveport in the late seventies? And uh, I think uh, Mike Mangum was looking it up, and he, I think it was a bean plantation. Ah, they okay. said outside of Shreveport. It, if if the whoever uh, was, I mean, was listening, it, it, you might still be listening, but that's that's what it was. A lot of that land out Highway One was nothing but plantations for a long, long oh yeah, time. oh from <laughs> from long, basically long where LSU was, or even then south, you know, uh, in Bozier when I was growing up. Uh, I lived in a subdivision that's still there. Uh, it's a small little subdivision, uh, Southern Gardens. And we went from there, you know, we would grab the school bus and go to Curtis Elementary. And at the time, it felt like it was an hour down the highway, <laughs> right. going down Highway 71 south um, because it was just nothing was but a whole lot of cotton nothing. fields <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, it just, just, crops and uh, we would watch crop dusters oh yeah you know we'd go out at recess and crop dusters were flying over i i have incredible memories of that and now it's 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 all developed it's all neighborhoods and stores and and development from from southern garden which was southern gardens was just south or is of shady grove in okay okay and so 
but uh, but but when you're you know eight years old on the bus, it felt like you were on the bus for an forever. hour going south forever. Uh, and I was tetherball champion, by the way. Ooh. Just, uh, yeah, Curtis, <laughs> Curtis, the Curtis Tigers. Uh, but yeah, but talking to talking to those guys in, in uh, Ernie, just his knowledge. I'm going to have to go by. He's got a a, a little uh, a little section in Timeline Antiques. Yeah. Uh, and if you're interested in Shreveport history at all. Uh, you need to go by and check that stuff out. He's got all the stuff and all the knowledge. And I don't you know. Got a I don't understand. Yeah, yeah I a swizzle stick. <laughs> yeah. So from I, Gene Autry Hotels. Gene Autry Hotels. I found it in my truck and have no idea where it came from. <laughs> I, I showed it to I showed it to the guys and they they you know were well they were blown away. Yeah, yeah. And not only by the fact that I had it, but. I just, I just, I was cleaning out my truck one day and found it. No clue where it came from. A swizzle That's stick no and it says Gene Autry Hotels on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there was a Gene Autry Hotel here in Shreveport or what. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Ernie would have known. Have, yeah, he definitely would have He would have known. known. I don't understand how that guy's head isn't bigger. He's <laughs> <laughs> so much fun to be with. Well, look, make it a great, great holiday weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. Best of coming up on Monday. I'll be sleeping. And the, yeah, me and you both. <laughs> I won't hear it. And then uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. Mike and McCarty, 101.7.